0: guys welcome back to another episode of something super podcast i'm steve i'm mark i'm jay welcome back jack so (laughs) that's all right it's it's usually our excuse for you not being here yeah i know so this week we are going to talk about villains so we've had a a pretty decent ongoing theme so far with villains and, and different things this month but that being said we wanted to talk about casting in particular. So we each chose a villain or two that hasn't really been on the screen much recently or, you know, has never been on the screen at all. And we cast them and some of their counterparts. So Mark, we'll start with you.
1: All right. So since you're going to put me on the uh, on the hot seat like that, uh, one thing I really want to see is, number one, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. Yes. I really want you to, to keep... Keep that continuation, build that universe rather than doing the Spider-Man way and just recast everybody in two years and start from scratch. But I really like Ben Affleck's Batman. I feel like there's a lot that you could do with that character and a lot that they've kind of already alluded to. So something that I would like to see kind of in the future for just Batman alone would be he already kind of, Jay, you said, like you were saying, he already kind of played this role. But I really think that Johnny Depp could play a great Mad Hat. I mean, he has the look. Jarvis Touch has all those little, like, quirks about him and his personality, how he's kind of, like... Uh, he's just kind of jumpy. He's just out there as a person. He's always speaking in the rhymes because, obviously, like, he's obsessed with the Alice in Wonderland story. And he's not, like, a big, big foe to where, like... He's kind of like the Riddler. Like, the Riddler will never pose a physical threat to Batman. Ever. Like... It's just not the character's way. What he does is he battles them intellectually. And the Mad Hatter kind of goes ar- along those same lines. So I feel like, yeah, so you could cast, you know, Deathstroke. You can cast all these big bads that are just physical monsters that could go up against Batman. But, like, we've seen him fight Bane. We've seen him fight Ra's al Ghul, We've seen him fight these characters. And honestly, I would like to see William Defoe as a Raishal goal. I think he could pull that off as well. He's got kind of like the right age. He's got kind of like that demeanor to him where he can be menacing. Like if he take that attitude he had as the Green Goblin, and just tweak it a little bit, I really think he could be a good Raishal goal because he's very good at commanding the screen. Like if you've ever seen John Wick, he's in that movie for what maybe five minutes total, t- five to ten minutes total. But when he's on the screen. He owns every scene he's in. And that's how he is in like most of his movies. I mean, Boondock Saints, like he's arguably the highlight of that film and he can just play such a range of character that I really think he would make a good um, ratio goal. But as far as Johnny Depp goes, I mean, I really feel like he could pull off like a lesser villain as a Mad Hatter. I mean, obviously he would be kind of like, if you're going to take the Nolan, you have like every big band has like that one minor person behind them. I feel like the Mad Hatter could be that person behind him because, I mean, in the comics, he teams up with people like Scarecrow. He teams up with, like, all these other bigger-name villains in Batman's rogues that he would be a good secondary because he can still pose a threat. But as far as the Snyderverse goes, if you want to build it a little bit bigger, I feel like a really good character that you could bring in would be a Vandal Savage. And for that, I really think that Hugh Jackman could play a good Vandal Savage. I mean, you've seen him as Wolverine. He can get the physical build of it. He's getting up a little bit up there in age because Vandal Savage, like he doesn't look like an old man, even though he's centuries and centuries old. But I would really like to see Hugh Jackman kind of take that turn and do like a villain role
0: because I really want to see what he would be able to bring to the table. So let me ask you, how do you think fans would react to that? Obviously, because we all grew up and know and love him as Wolverine. Honestly, I mean,
1: number one, it would all, I think it would depend more on the movie than it would on the actor. Cause we all know
0: what Hugh Jackman is and sure. arguably one of the best actors of like this time right now. Yeah, absolutely. He has the same range as like Willem Dafoe, you know, he's, he's got that ability to act into whatever role he's given. Exactly. So as long as we get competent writers who can give him a good script as Vandal Savage
1: and you can take a good storyline and build it out over a two-hour movie, maybe a two-part movie or something like that, I really don't think fans would have any problem. I mean, you see people crossing over all the time. I mean, look at the backlash at first with, um, with Ryan Reynolds. Like, he did the not very well-received Green Lantern movie, then they're like, oh, like, we're going to cast him as Deadpool. And at first, everybody was like, "Uh," eh. And then, you know, he, he leaked the footage, then so you start doing the tweets. And then people were like, oh, shit, like, Ryan Reynolds is Wade Wilson. Like, they're the same person, like, in real life and in the movie. And while I don't think that Hugh Jackman is a centuries-old tyrant, I really feel like he has the pedigree to be able to pull off that part and... I mean, just now, I mean, we've seen him in films where he can take a scene and, you know, he makes it his own and he can kind of like dive into being a character. And that's what you would need with Vandal Savage. I mean, this is a man that was Genghis Khan. He was Julius Caesar, like through all the years. He's immortal.
0: And I just really, I, I really think that Hugh Jackman could pull it off. Okay. I mean I listen I personally have no problem with Hugh Jackman I was just curious you know on your end because he had such a, like a successful role I would I would say you know he, he was the X-Men universe you know he that's where we started right. we all knew from like day one week one Hugh Jackman was the man and, and that's
1: why I feel bad for whoever has to pick up that mantle next they're going to fall into that John Walker thing like Grant John Walker's character is an asshole but it's more of the that's not my cap. It's going to be a whole like, hey, that's not my Wolverine.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, and again, like you said, it's, it's going to be tough for whoever does pick up the claws, but I hope he's well received. But conversely to that, uh, Ryan Reynolds had a redemption movie that definitely uh it saved his ass <laughs> for lack of better words. He yeah. So I sat down and watched the Green Lantern movie because I was bored one day. And that's going to show you like how much I had already watched that I had to sit down and watch Green Lantern. It was just god awful, and it it had so much potential. And like you said, I think it was just bad writing on their end. Uh, it was for that. It was bad everything. I mean, the CGI was atrocious.
1: You see it nowadays. I mean, it looks like WB is literally just trying to run DC into the ground. But uh, apparently, they have just casted someone to play a new Green Lantern. Um, I haven't read all the details on if that's set in stone or if it's a rumor, but I mean, there is the Lantern Corps movie coming out, which, Jay, I know you're kind of a Green Lantern, not fan, but like out of the three of us, I feel like you know the most about. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what would happen, but that's really, those were really my thinking. And if I had to go like somebody else, I know I'm picking all DC villains, but that's because, I mean, Marvel's literally got... Twenty nine movies and thirty three television shows where they have villains in every single one, sometimes multiple. Yeah, but I would really, I really would want to see like an in his prime Robert De Niro
0: play like Black Mask. Okay,
2: I agree with that so highly. I'll
0: say I'll take. Oh my god! As like a runner up, I don't even need co characters for that one. I, I I just like Robert De Niro. He especially in his prime was again like he was one of those greatest actors of his time
2: well also he plays he does very well in like that mobster role which is what blast black mask is he's literally just a mobster
1: exactly and that was my thing because i mean we brought up this idea last week and we're like oh how it would be kind of cool to like cast our own villains and then me and my fiance were watching the movie heat with him in al pacino oh god and i'm like watching this movie and i'm just like dude he would be like the perfect black mask like yeah black mask is in the comics and in like cartoons he's kind of a bitch but like you're right like he is a criminal underworld boss and i really think de niro could bring some some prestige to that role and kind of give it a little bit of class to where i feel like he's kind of black mask kind of been shit on a little bit in a lot of renditions
0: So now that brings me to you, Jason, who is your one or two villains that you're going to cast and who Uh, are your actors that you're going to cast as them?
2: Okay. So I got to thank Mark on this one though, because Mark, I was trying to think of a good one for Lobo, who's really kind of not necessarily a villain, but he's not really good either. And Ron Perlman, just because of how he is, I feel like he would be the perfect one for that.
0: No, I, I agree with you 100%. I think outside of his voice, his physical build, I yeah. think he has that range where he could play.
2: Plus, you could see it a lot in Hellboy with uh, how he plays him. And it just, I, it would work out well, I believe, for Lobo, and especially his demeanor. It would just be basically
1: Clay Morrow and Hellboy combined.
2: Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then my <laughs> second one coming from the exact same show of Sons, I think Charlie Hunnam would make it actually a really good Sinestro. Okay, Because if you see it, which I'm basing this a lot on how he played through the show, you see his arc through the show. He goes from like that, like, um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Ideological guy who just like wants to follow the idea and like make everything good, which is how Sinestro is, to something happens and he just goes down the dark path and he just accepts it. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that. He's, again, you know. Plus, he's got the range to do it. We've seen him through a bunch of different movies, shows, just.
0: Yeah, showing obviously. He it, can
2: actually act. So I he's one he's, of those
0: characters, like Sinestro. It's hard to, like, visualize him because he's fucking red. So, yeah. like, you uh, you Photoshop a red filter over his face, and I'll I'll take it. How would you feel about, like, a Killian Murphy as a Sinestro? Yeah.
2: I wouldn't be against that one either, though, because he's again, got kind
1: of like that skinny kind of a build, but, like that le- tall, lanky kind of a build. But you I watch love P. Killian
2: Murphy. I love Killian Murphy as Scarecrow.
1: Yeah, that's a different universe, though. And I mean,
2: I honestly, I agree, he really, he really didn't do much, honestly, as Scarecrow. Like, but he has the Scarecrow mentality, and like when you see them talking in Batman Begins, and like he's just talking through it all, you're like. This guy's Scarecrow. This guy played him well.
1: No, I'm not arguing that. So, but no, I definitely agree with like the Ron Perlman. I feel like that would be a perfect casting. as like, like if there was a part made for somebody like Deadpool, seems like it was almost made for Ryan Reynolds.
2: I think it was like, just written for Ryan Reynolds before they knew there was a Ryan Reynolds.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Well, <laughs> I mean, that was literally our episode on Invincible is every character where almost every character looks like their counterpart. Like the person voicing them, it
1: looks like they just animated that person and tweaked it a little bit.
0: And it's (laughs) so weird because that show was made 18 years ago.
2: Yeah.
0: well, Sorry, the the comic was made 18 years ago. My apologies. Yeah,
2: that's... All right.
0: So as far as my characters, I have two. And I'll possibly have a runner-up by the end of it. But my first character, his... On screen, it's, it's been done before, but not in a while and definitely not in a movie. And now that we have one coming out soon, I would love to see it actually brought to life. So my character is the reverse Flash. Obviously, we have Ezra Miller in the Flash role currently. He's got his movie coming. I want to see Flashpoint. You know, I want to see a whole damn trilogy of this. And Mark and I got into that yesterday for hours just talking about (laughs) the the potential of, you know, how the, the trilogy could be set up. But if I had to pick someone for him that has that sort of like smart and, you know, very trusting face, but at the same time, he's kind of a dick, Jude Law. And that's mostly because he played so well in Captain Marvel as that almost exact same character. Like he brought Carol up, made, made, trained her, made her trust him, and then turned on her like last second. And that is, I mean, Christ, that if that's not Barry Allen's fucking training history, I don't know what is. But you know, again, he just has that sort of look like you can trust him, but he's also kind of an asshole. Yeah, so- I mean. Honestly, I do
1: like that because, like, obviously we got t- Tom Kavanaugh and a couple others in the Flash TV series, and I mean, I think Tom Kavanaugh did a great job in season one, kind of like leading you on to he was actually on playing Harrison Wells, but yeah, no, I really do. I think you're absolutely right. Like Jude Law can play that
0: innocent kind of a character who's really a snake and shoots clothing. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, he and he's got that face where, like, you know. He's in his prime. He's, he's a younger looking guy, which Harrison Wells is. He's not old. But he's older than Ezra Miller. He's, again, one of those well-rounded actors so he can play the nice guy. He can play the asshole. He can play the, the smart scientist. And I, I think he sort of fits all of the the, you know, I guess confines of the role that I need. Whether it would, you know, overall workout or not remains to be seen, but that is, uh, that's my go-to second. Uh, I think we had mentioned it with the invincible episode. They are making an invincible movie. And I know my two castings for this are not going to be realistic because neither of these people are in their prime. Like I want them to be anymore, but since there's no rules for this casting game, I will cast Mel Gibson as Omni, man. So fuck everybody else. I just think, and again, if, if you could get J.K. Simmons to have the build that Omni-Man has, 110% give me J.K. Simmons. Because his voice makes that character. But Mel Gibson in his prime, decently built dude.
2: He He's got the facial Ammon. hair.
0: He's, you know, got that, that, that look to him. Where, again, you can trust him. But I'm also going to punch your face through the earth. So I'll take that. Day in day out, invincible. The casting for him is Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his prime. I can see that. So he's He's got got that that lanky build to him. Yep, he's he's got enough muscle that he is obviously you know strong, but he's got that skinny kid build to him. He's got the hair. He's got that sort of you know childish charm to him and again if you were to make this in both of their primes which probably would have been 2003 to 2005 when they were younger that would have been phenomenal and i think joseph gordon levitt has proven his himself time and time again as a great actor and i am shooting all of the batman writers in the foot for not letting him be a real robin and actually naming him robin that was extremely upsetting
1: uh, oh my God. I was so aggravated
0: when they did that. Like he had such potential and I, they could have made a whole fucking spin-off movie series that was just about Robin and Nightwing. You don't even need the fucking Robin part. we You've alluded to the fact that he's Robin. Maybe he was Robin and he's just older now. I don't fucking know. But the, like I wanted that so bad. And that was like the worst cliffhanger ever. So that's me. Um, you know I've just those are my I guess three castings technically for my characters but I mean if it was really up to me and you could just age appropriate all of the characters from Invincible and just throw them into live action that would be my dream cast yeah I mean I've just been
1: sitting here just trying to think of any kind of marvel character that
0: we could kind of like recast i mean so that's the the issue you know it's it's tough to recast a lot of these people because a they've been on the screen within the past two years um unless you're talking like marvel villains that just haven't ever had screen time or haven't had screen time in a while like doc um sandman you know even I, i would even stretch so far as to say electro but, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Chris Evans is Captain America. I Chris mean, Hemsworth is Thor. Like, I will die remembering RDJ as Iron Man. I don't care who the fuck they cast as him next. And that's another one. That's another Wolverine, you know, scenario we've got. He was such a pivotal actor. Who the Like, who are you going to get to do that again?
1: Right. And I mean, it happens so rarely when they do it like, you know, you got X-Men where they brought in James McAvoy, who absolutely knocked out the Charles Xavier role. But he's following Patrick Stewart, like he's a legend in his own. You had Michael Fassbender, who played an amazing Magneto again, following an icon and Ian McKellen, like one storyline, though, that like it's not a recasting, but it's a movie that I would I want to see get done or I want to see him his progression thunderbolt ross needs to become red hulk like asap
0: okay. like i could i would love that
1: like we got abomination in the incredible hulk with edward dorton and technically that movie i guess you could say is kind of canon because they still have uh what's his, i can't remember the actor's name but the guy who plays thunderbolt ross like carried over mm-hmm. and they made comments about things that happened in that movie because obviously like it ends with him like controlling his anger and then there you have the line like we need you to get angry. He's like, that's my trick cap. I'm always angry. So it kind of like keeps that continuation. But I mean, we got John Walker now and I know that with um the Thunderbolts, like John Walker leads them and I know Red Hulk is a part of that team from time to time. But I really feel like He could be a great antagonist against the Hulk or even a great teammate if they, depending on what route they take the Hulk, if they continue on with him in the series. I know Iron Man's pretty much gone. I mean, Falcon's now Captain America, but like the original Captain America is gone now. Black Widow's dead. Hawkeye's probably going to
0: retire, I'm assuming, because I, I feel like that series is going to take place prior to everything. I think he said he's done after the series. So, and yeah, I'm okay so, with that. They, I'm cool with them bringing in a new crop of Avengers now. Like, that's fine. These people did what they did for 10 plus years. I'm cool with that. Exactly, I'm, and that's
1: what I mean. So yeah. the fact that like we may be losing the Hulk, I feel like if you make Thunderbolt Ross, which the actor is getting up there in age, so I don't know how much longer he can really play that character. but at least with a Red Hulk, it could kind of substitute as like an anti-hero
0: to where we lose Bruce Banner and the Hulk possibly. Sure. And that would actually, you know, bring up Dark Avengers, which would be awesome. Yeah, you, right. You, and you I could think work that's way the way that, that. they're leaning. Oh, absolutely. And obviously, James Rhodes, uh, I'm going to cast him, I- Idris Elba, because that's just what we do. We just fucking replace Rhodey. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not upset with Don Cheadle. I love Don Cheadle in the role. I just wish they stuck with him like from day one. Yeah, nah, not, I mean, honestly, something I've never even researched, like why they had to replace him. I, I
2: It was one of those Darren things Howard that like, probably was too busy.
0: I think it was just contract and money negotiation to pay
1: in Robert Downey Jr. too much. And I feel like he he thought Rhodey from what I've read, he thought Rhodey was going to have a bigger part in the first Iron Man movie than he did. And he was kind of offended by that because nobody saw what Marvel was going to
0: turn into at that time. Sure. Yeah. At that time, my uh, Iron Man was a standalone movie. It wasn't a a part of a universe.
1: Right. Not yet. I mean, yes, he pops up at the end of The Incredible Hulk, talking to Thunderbolt in the bar, talking about putting together a team. But like you said, like it wasn't that yet. And even in that movie, like he looks at the War Machine army, he's like, next time. Yeah. So like they had kind of an idea of what they wanted to do, at least with the Iron Man character. And I feel like a lot of that played into it. Plus, I I read that there were like just... uh, Scheduling issues with him, and he wouldn't be available a lot of the time to do as much as Marvel needs you to do because I know Marvel's very strict with their actors' right. regiment their schedules. Like, Marvel owns all them actors when you are a Marvel character. Like,
0: I'm gonna yeah. be honest though, like that can you know, compared to like having you know just a single movie out somewhere, like you know, fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. When the fuck's the last time he acted in some shit, you know? So like you're guaranteed 10 plus years of films, at least three films for yourself. If you're one of the big three and then I, I, I don't even know how much money they made from the, like just countless money. Honestly, I see. If you think about it, by the end of this black widow may
1: have the biggest series. Cause it's going to be a TV show. Like you have three Iron Man movies. I'm not gonna lie, you have two Captain America movies. Yeah, Winter. Civil Civil War War was an it was an Avengers movie. It's called Captain America Civil War,
0: but it's it's a Avengers movie. I think that was just based on the uh, the comic book, though, right? Right. The the title itself. Exactly, but
1: uh, but like just with the screen time, I don't know how many episodes they're gonna do six, eight, nine, whatever. Because like we got nine episodes of WandaVision, we got six episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Loki's apparently gonna be six. Uh, what if I think it's gonna be like twelve? Like they're not very consistent with how yeah. long they're gonna be, but
0: well, what if the, it that doesn't even need like they could do 26 what if episodes because they're not live action, they just right. need what I mean shit. Cast me, Marvel. I'll do all my voice acting from home.
1: Right. And that's why I think Hawkeye, by the end of this, like, depending on how long his series is, you figure 45 minutes an episode, 45 to one hour is about what they have run
0: Roughly, for six yeah. episodes. That's damn it. That's three movies right there. Yeah. No, you know, right I, there, I, that's, I'm cool with that. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm so excited for the future of Marvel. You know, they just will actually do an episode on like all the recently released stuff for Marvel, which I and I mean, I was telling you,
1: like, Anthony Mackey in an interview after the uh, finale of Falcon Winter Soldier was like, I couldn't believe how much they haven't announced yet.
0: Yes, yeah, it's insane, and I think it was probably after, like, this, obviously, the success of Iron Man, they were like, oh, all absolutely. right, like, we, can, we can do something with this, and I am so glad that Feige got behind that. Like, I don't think anyone else would have done as well. Oh, no, not
1: at all. I mean, what him and John Favreau has done, like John Favreau on the Star Wars side and Kevin Feige on the Marvel side, like what they have done with those universes, like, don't get me wrong. Star Wars has always been a giant cult following and has always had a lot of lore, a lot of myth, a lot of intrigue. But now that you got the Bad Batch, the Mandalorian, you got the Obi-Wan Kenobi show coming out, you've had all these spin-offs, Han Solo, Rogue One, like the way that they are building these shows and building all this extra stuff to kind of show you what you didn't get to see in the original movies. Like, it's it's awesome and I'm absolutely loving it and we're going to have a Star Wars episode coming soon too. So, I mean,
0: yeah. So, uh I would also like to, you know, give a pat on the back to John Favreau for starting the MCU. Thank you, Happy. Absolutely. But as far as castings go, it's really all I've got for right now. Um, Again, I didn't want to get too in-depth with it, but I think that there's a lot that could be done with those lesser-known characters, like you guys were saying. People that haven't either had screen time at all or have had very little screen time. I mean, Christ, I'm not planning on dying anytime soon. So take your time. Get to it. We'll figure it out. I will gladly be 77 years old watching Marvel and DC movies. Absolutely. I would (laughs) die watching that shit. Like that's, I'm in for it. So, like I said, that's all I've got. What about you guys? No, I mean, honestly, a lot of the
1: casting you guys said I really think would go work perfectly well. Um, I'm just excited to see what the future holds for these, all these movies. I mean, only time will tell and time cannot move fast enough.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Jay. No, I'm good. All right. Awesome. Well, as always guys, thanks for listening in. If you have any heroes, villains, anti-heroes, anti-villains, any casting at all that you would like to see, whether it's Marvel or star Wars or DC, I don't give a shit. Let us know. Find us on social media at something super podcast on Instagram and Facebook at SS podcast 52 on Twitter. As always anchor, thank you for hosting us. We are on all of your major streaming apps. My name's Steve. I'm Mark and I'm Jay. And we'll catch you guys next week.